0: This is Steve Center with the Lonely Guy with a Book podcast. Today we're gonna to go back to 1936. We're going to review In Dubious Battle by John Steinbeck. I think I'm just gonna jump right into the text, talking a little bit about the protagonist. The main character, his name is Jim Nolan. Now, the book was written in 1936, so this is the middle of the Great Depression. This is a quote from a website, and I'm sorry I didn't make a note of which one, so I apologize for not being able to give an exact reference. When we first meet Jim Nolan, there's not much left of him. He's just gone through the most dehumanizing period of his life. He spent 30 days in jail on a bum vagrancy charge, and he's dealing with the inexplicable death of his mother. Harry Nilsson comments that Jim looks like a sleepwalker or a drunk man when he, when he appears in his office to be prepped for membership in the Communist Party. Now, it's important that we do know a couple things. First, uh, Steinbeck was a very committed socialist. That does not quite have the same meaning in 1936 that it did today. What Steinbeck was, when he was talking about socialism, he was talking about a government for the people of the people, he would want the workers in an orchard to be the ones to own the orchard, for instance. And somebody could decide whether or not they like or don't like that. But today, the word socialist has kind of been bastardized to where it sort of means kind of everything and nothing. I don't know that most people who use that word could actually give a real definition. Uh, I've certainly asked people, when they use the word socialist, what they mean, and they tell me that that means Marxist, but again, what does that mean? There's not a definition there. But, but Steinbeck is really more of a classical socialist where he would believe that the main job of the government is to support and protect the people, especially the poor people from the rich people who would be taking advantage of them, impulating them, wearing out them, using people as just as resources and then disposing. Steinbeck is very much against that, and that comes out in, in, in dubious battle. So the Communist Party at that time in the United States, it was not the oppressive-type Communist Party that you saw in Russia that would eventually become the Socialist Union. There are these images of communism... We think Stalin and we think the USSR and, and those things go with it. Stalin murdering millions of people. And I mean, and like I said, all appropriate. But the Communist Party in the United States at that time was not a powerful organization. They did not. They just didn't have the resources to do those kind of things. I, maybe if they'd been powerful, they would have. In this case, they considered themselves communist because they were trying to protect the workers from owners who are exploiting them. A summary for this book, the central figure of this story is an activist attempting to organize abused laborers in order to gain fair wages and working conditions. And so that is something that today we really don't. It's very difficult to conceptualize what the working conditions were like during the Great Depression Wages are very good today, and I, and I know not everybody makes, makes enough money, and I'm not, I'm not pretending they do, but overall, wages are good, and our working conditions are very safe. There's all sorts of uh, rules the companies have to follow, OSHA regulating things, things that just did not exist in 1936, and so the Communist Party at that time would have been focusing on trying to protect worker rights. Steinbeck himself said that he used a, and I'm going to, I'm going to quote this quote. I have used a small strike in an orchard Valley as the symbol of man's eternal bitter warfare with himself. This becomes a very interesting point because Steinbeck recognizes that while the workers are poor, if the same workers had been wealthy, they would have acted the same way. In other words he's not pretending that the workers are the good guys because they are so innately righteous and that if they had a lot they would they would share. He's saying they're the good guys because they happen to be the ones in the bad position. That's a very important distinction to make. I think Steinbeck would argue in fact I'm I'm quite certain Steinbeck would argue that The while the poor are mistreated, one of the reasons we mistreat them is because we are afraid of becoming poor ourselves. I would identify this, I don't think this is a term that he would use, but I would identify that as kind of a magical type thinking. And we see this with other people where they're prejudiced against one group or another, and they say very bad things about those groups. We see this today with LGBTQ where you might have a person saying really bad things about trans people or or gay people. And, you know, certainly in that there is some magical thinking that by saying those mean things, they won't have to worry about their children being gay one day. That is the point that Steinbeck was making about the poor. How satisfying was the ending? Uh, Excellent. Very good. Really, really well done. Steinbeck writes a Devastating novel, maybe better than anybody else. When we get to the Grapes of Wrath, again, that will be a uh, that will be an even more pronounced version of this kind of struggle. Steinbeck I mean, may be the single best writer at voicing the plight of the white poor person in America, and part of this was just you know he didn't live in the South where there, so he wasn't around poor African-Americans, but you know he he was talking about a particular group, again, a group that he was around, and that makes sense. I don't know that today Steinbeck would be thought of as a very politically correct author because of that mainly focusing on the impact towards white America. Overall rating, I give this five stars. It's number 97 on my top 100. It's another short read. Just like the pony, I'm sorry, the Pearl and the and we t- I mentioned the Red Pony. These are short books by Steinbeck. They can be read in a setting or two. I highly recommend one get a copy of Indubious Battle. Put your thoughts, your personal thoughts about unions to the side for a moment, and you will really be able to embrace a great story. This has been Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a book.